Hey there, true believers. Welcome to episode 24 of the Cross Media Show here on the Penultimate Conquest. Today's topic is, of course, our discussion of episode 7 of WandaVision titled Breaking the Fourth Wall as part of our Marvel Mondays initiative. So strap in because we've got quite a show for you indeed. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, consider dropping us a like and a sub. And don't forget to hit that bell to get notifications for new shows, such as our brand new video game shows on Penultimate Conquest podcast and our anime show, Anime Nation. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Christian, just one of your friendly neighborhood co-hosts for the time being. And as always, our trusted director, the boss man himself, my other half, and your other co-host, Ruben Guerrero. Ruben, how are you today? What a fucking intro, man. And you know what? I'm liking the Marvel Mondays initiative. I might stick with that. That is actually really, really good. I'm you a- came up with it. No, I just I came up with. You. I just came up with. I, I meant the initiative part. Like you came up with right, the initiative right. part. Right. I, I like that a lot. I might keep that part. You know, um, I'm doing great. How about you? Doing well, doing well. Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. No problem. And joining us on our hexagonal roundtable today is none other than at Noisy Shark himself, the man who somehow understands Kingdom Hearts but has to Google every MCU character the internet gasps at. He occasionally <laughs> writes reviews for games and makes appearances on the Penultimate Conquest when Sony and Nintendo drop their news. John Rivera. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing very well. They just announced Splatoon 3 last week, so I'm, like, real excited. Uh, re- ready to talk WandaVision. I have been loving this show. Good, good. Such a unique and cool show, right? Like, I can't yeah. get enough of it. And yeah, rounding out... Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. No, go for it. Go I have a lot to say about it. I, I can't wait to get into it. We will indeed. And rounding out our panel for today, he's got a BA in journalism and putting it to use. He covers video game news and reviews over on Digital Encounter. He is Anthony Ayala. What's up, Anthony? Hey, I'm doing great. It's uh, This isn't the world where I expected to use my journalism degree on video games when all the media jobs vanish. Uh, so I'm a substitute right now. They didn't vanish. And they so, got snapped. Yep, they got snapped. They, they really did. Ooh. And so I have discovered that in this high school where I sub today for the first time, they have those like metal gates that you see in like small convenience stores and they just block off the restrooms. I was yeah. shocked by this. I was like, what in mm. the world? Cause I go to like, I went to like the nice high school where all the smart people went. And so I was like, what in the world is happening? <laughs> I, I substitute taught as well for a while and they had the same thing. So that, that's funny. Nice. Oh. Um, we always start the show with uh, asking our guests what their favorite MCU movie is, as well as their favorite MCU characters. So let's start with John. What is your favorite MCU movie? Uh, all of the MCU movies are varying levels of good or pretty good, but my absolute favorite is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, really, good answer. I really like how it deals with like familial relationships and like the cycle of abuse and how, like, there's like this nuanced way of how like abuse people who are abused can pass on that abuse like even unintentionally and it's really cool i love that i think you're in good company because i i agree that familiar aspect of the movie was fantastic how about favorite mcu character mcu character is a little difficult just because there are so many um Honestly, this is kind of cheating, but I have to go with Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Tom Holland, just because oh, yeah. Spider-Man has always been my number one favorite superhero, and 
the way Tom Holland plays it is the way I've always wanted to see a Spider-Man played, where he just gets so excited to be like a science kid. And like you can see, like even all these Spider-Maning, like you'll see some like in in when Mysterio is doing like his Mysterio stuff, he's like, mm. How is that happening? What is the tech in there? I want to know all of this. Like he goes into nerd mode while he's in superhero mode, and that's just so fun to me. It's I agree. Also, it's also the eyes, you know? Gotta love the oh, yeah. animated eyes. Yeah. Smart idea. It serves no functional purpose in the world itself, but it's just like, hey, this is how it works in the comics, so this will help people like identify with the character. Exactly. Visually. Great answers all around, John. Anthony, how about yourself? Favorite Marvel movie? For me, I'd probably have to go uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, the, as you mentioned, the, the Mysterio stuff was really uh, visually encapsulating. I really love the character arc that happens through that. And then the cliffhanger, it's fantastic. Yeah. I'm so bad that this has been such a problematic situation that we have to wait so long for the next Spider-Man movie. It's or only that a, cliffhanger. Too, it's only, what, nine months from now? Give or take. Is, uh, is it this year? It's supposed to be. It's at the supposed end of this to year. be. Oh, oh so. man! We shall see. After Black Widow in May. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. How about a uh, favorite 20- Marvel? Okay. What was that, John? I said May twenty twenty because, like, I think it was supposed to be out last year. <laughs> yep. And then it got delayed in, like the last second. Just drop it on Disney Plus, Kevin Feige, please. Please. I'll pay forty five bucks for it. I'll split that with you, Anthony. How about your favorite MCU character? So he didn't do great in the first two movies, but I really like Thor in that third installment and then going into the the dual Infinity War Endgame movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really a great reinvention of that character, and it diverged from the comics, which is someone who reads a lot of the comics. It's nice to see something a bit of a surprise uh, and kind of stick with you going through these movies so often. Also, like, how cool is it that we got, like, an emotionally vulnerable Thor for, like, at least like a three arc series, right? Yeah, I thought that was great. Very yeah, great. I think something that series is really good at, and it's reflected in WandaVision, is looking at the less decent aspects like Thor: Dark World and saying, "There's some really dark stuff, like really emotional stuff that happens here that wasn't paid off in that movie. Let's mm-hmm. pay it off now." And then you imagine a much better Thor: Dark World, and you're like, "You know what? That was a pretty good movie. Thor went through some stuff, and it's like, no, it's not." But Loki was Captain America for like two seconds, and that's the best part of the movie. Well, even in like this episode, I'm sure we'll get into it. This show um, is like bringing some aspects of Age of of Ultron and like heightening them in a way. Um, But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's do into some quick fire impressions of the episode without getting too specific. Just kind of getting some thoughts and feels about what we thought of episode seven. Ruben, what did you think of the show? Um, before I get into that, I just want to say, you know, Anthony, for a guy that has a Spider-Man 2 poster, one would have assumed that Spider-Man was your MCU favorite, favorite MCU character. But that's neither here nor there. I just wanted to point that out. Uh, (laughs) um, He's got the Naruto posters too. Shout out to Shippuden. Yeah. I mean, sure. Um, Wow. Wow. Listen, I'm not a big Naruto fan. But we've mm, we've okay. already gone into this. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode I thought was pretty great. Uh, I didn't expect the reveal at the end, which is kind of stupid on me. But like I was hoping <laughs> that they would have left it for 
you know, the last two episodes. But, you know, it was a nice reveal. It was really cool how it just turned into a house. Uh, well, it was a house at first and then eerily turned into, like, the fuck? Who, who has this in their basement? <laughs> um, that was pretty cool. I think... Um, I like the modern family aspect that they took with this. Mm -hmm. I just didn't like anything that Vision was doing. Like, wow. Vision has the power to fly, but yeah, let's take a, a, a truck and waste 15 minutes talking to Darcy. Once you figured out that info from Darcy, you should have just jetted to the house, you know, but that's just me. Yeah. Why not? Why not take her with him? You know? Yeah, but like, you know, who needs stars? I get it. I get it. Yeah. John, how about yourself? Your thoughts? Uh, I I love this episode. Um, I I keep having the like I'm almost kind of frustrated with the show because the comedy parodies they do are so good that I almost just want to watch like the full version of Modern Family but WandaVision. Like I was kind of bummed out that they split up the entire episode because I kind of wanted to see more of that stuff happening. Um, but I understand that they got to like expedite the plot and have Darcy talk about what's going on on the other side or what was going on on the other side. Um, I loved the reveal. I kind of saw it happening because Agnes has always been like a little weird to me. Um, I also think how she works in the show makes so much sense because in every show she's in, she's the classic comedy trope of that neighbor you don't want coming to your house. And that yeah. just like walks up and is like, what's up? How's it going? And you're like, I, I didn't invite you here. Just can you stay away. Um, and so that it turns out it's her all along. It makes so much sense in that regard as well. Plus, how catchy is that song? It is so catchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see what you're yeah. saying there, uh, John, but I feel like with this show, it kind of counteracts what you're saying because if it really is Wanda's like, doing all along she could have just thought of like oh i need somebody to come in let's just have agnes come in and save me from dealing with the kids especially this episode like it's part of it is also that like because she and then from the very beginning she says that she doesn't know how it started and that she just kind of kept it going after a bit yeah so i think part of it is also that she didn't know that agnes was in charge because I think Agnes like started it, but for a while it's been Wanda keeping it going, and she doesn't. She never thought of Agnes as anyone but a character in the show, just another yeah. town's person. Interesting. Anthony, how about yourself? Uh, I was I really enjoyed this episode for a lot of the the callbacks to early in the show with the you know first off they had the, the little magic act. And uh, it was all for the children, for the children, for the children. And I always thought that that was whoever was in charge kind of planting the idea or trying to force Wanda in the direction of wanting kids. And then we saw this episode, Agnes was able to get the kids away, scurry them to her house basement horror thing. Um, and so I, th- I thought that was a really cool way to tie back through those episodes, which seems so long ago because so much happens <laughs> in these yeah. short episodes. Um uh, but I thought they did a really good job with that, and uh, I was excited to see, uh, is it Maria or Monica? I always mix up the Bob and her. Monica, Ram- Monica Rambo, right? Yeah. Uh, I was excited to see her 
kind of get shown off more in terms of why this character has been so important in that Captain Marvel movie and then going into now going forward with the sword. And so I thought it was a lot of cool, interesting things happening that are going to go forward um, into the movies because I know when these shows were announced, everyone was like, oh yeah, I don't really have to watch these, especially WandaVision, who cares about that? We'll skip it and just watch the movies. And so it's nice to see that not hold back plot points for these TV shows. Be like, no, those have to be for the movies. Nice. Um, I'm kind of sad to, to find out that I'm in like by myself in my own company that I didn't really, I mean, the episode I thought was interesting, mm-hmm. but I was kind of let down by the reveal of Agatha. Ruben, I'm with you. I, I mean, I had an idea that like there was something going on with her, yeah. but like it just never clicked that she was going to be our antagonist. Um, and to me having the Agatha be the orchestrator of, you know, of everything that's going on inside the hex and kind of um, coaxing Wanda to be like, to, to use that PTSD to make things happen in the hex was a, a bit, it felt like it did, uh, like detracted a little bit from it. Um, maybe like when we discuss the show, I'll change my mind. That seems to happen sometimes. But um, initial thoughts was like kind of a bummer. Like now um, I feel like Pietro, like having him be like Agatha brought him into it. We might not get like what I thought was going to be like some kind of cool uh, mutant or X X Men kind of amalgamation, but alas. So I have I something to uh, ask, I guess, the panel. Um, since you brought up mutant, is technically Monica a mutant now? Like, is she the first mutant? So here's the thing with mutants. Mutants are dumb because there's capital M mutants, mm-hmm. and then there is Lurking. I got bitten by a radioactive spider, and it mutated Ooh. my DNA. I think, as of right now, Monica counts as the latter half because she's been, like, teleporting or passing through Wanda's WandaVision X-Cube thing. Um so I don't think that makes her technically a mutant because I don't think it's an X gene because the capital on mutant is when an X gene that you're born with just like activates and it's like you get a special superpower now gotcha. and that's like traditional like embedded in people's DNA from the beginning. Okay, all right. I will, I will say when she walked through uh, the hex and her eyes were blue, I was like, oh my god, is she gonna be Storm? Like for that <laughs> quick second, I was like, what? That and then, nice. yeah. So let's get into our major plot points. Uh, this is taken from Wikipedia, of course, and then we'll just take it step by step and you can interrupt and throw some thoughts out. Um, in a mid to late 2000s setting, Wanda decides to have a day to herself and, a, and Agnes agrees to babysit Tommy and Billy. Loved the office intro, by the way. That jingle was amazing. Oh, man, it was. So- um, yeah. And, any thoughts on, on the beginning, the, the modern family setting? surprisingly it fit very well like i i know we had seen uh the clip of her sitting on the the uh couch and having the you know the confessional but like i was skeptical at first like how the hell are they gonna pull off a modern family vibe you know but it worked and i'm with john here like i kind of want to see them continue with the modern family vibe you know yeah, like something that kind of I got excited about with the last episode was when Vision is like, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh go with the neighborhood watch and like keep an eye on the trick-or-treaters, make sure there's no funny business. Cause because of that opening, I was like, Malcolm in the middle, 
an episode where Hal is just like goes berserk and is like, I am a cop now. I'm going to beat little children because of their doing pranks and stuff is totally an episode that would happen. And like yeah. to see Vision doing that, like he wouldn't overuse his powers, but like taking way too seriously, like teenagers being crazy on, on Halloween would, would have been hilarious. Yeah. So I, I felt like that with this. Um, I also liked how they used the mockumentary formula, which in The Office is like taken very seriously. It's like, this is a real documentary that will come out eventually. Everything is in-universe. In Modern Family, it it's kind of it doesn't make any sense. They never acknowledge why they're like talking directly to the camera. It's only for the benefit of the audience. Mm-hmm. And how WandaVision uses it is... WandaVision is gradually losing control, and so now people are talking directly to the screen for no apparent reason. They're expediting like their feelings out loud instead of hiding things, which Wanda in the last episode was getting like frustrated with Vision keeping secrets from her. Um, and it also helps with how like the show started with like the picturesque 40s and 50s shows where everything is perfect. You have a little issues, but everything works out in the end. And as comedy in real life gets more and more aware and, like, expressive of how life is realistically, um, it's cool how, like, as each decade gets more and more um, recent in the show, you can see Wanda, like, sort of her artificial reality is fumbling and she's losing control. And uh, it's it's becoming more real and she's, she does not like that because at some point it means Vision is going to not be alive anymore. And I think that's really, really interesting way to like use uh, the comedy genre, the sitcom genre, as like a meta storytelling device. And she's so detached; like she like almost like doesn't care that all this stuff is changing. She's like, "Huh, well, time to go eat my cereal." Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will say a travesty that the GameCube controllers were cut. Ah, oh, the worst. The worst, and also the the Atari uh, joysticks as well. I saw that in my. Oh heart yeah, that's cry. right. Yeah, yeah. At least they had a uh, little straps on the on the Wii the Wii motes. Yeah, I appreciated that. Got to make sure those are strapped in. You know, those kids are young. They'll break a TV <laughs> if they're not strapped in. I almost broke and, a TV once with that. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I, no. I did throw a Wii remote at my TV. Luckily, not hard enough to do any damage. It just bounced off. But I was like so scared for that first time. Yep. That's why you Same. put the straps on. Yep. Now I know. Anthony, any any thoughts on the the intro of the show? Uh, this is kind of the interesting for me. I don't really have any attachment to the kind of sitcom genre. I never really watched it. it wasn't really my thing. So I always kind of look at it through the eyes of like a Marvel fan who's read too many comics and knows all of the things. It can't really be surprised. So as also as a creative writer, uh, it's interesting to see how they find their ways to kind of sneak in references or dialogues or hints and things in throughout these kind of scenarios that they create for themselves as they go through this. And so um, it was nice to finally see, um, I can't remember the twins' names, the one with the similar powers to, to Wanda. I believe it's uh, Tommy. Yeah, maybe Tommy. Uh, it's one. Of, it's one of them. Yeah, Billy or Tommy. <laughs> Billy or uh, Tommy. Where? Uh, like mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, where his his powers are starting to to manifest, and so he's able to kind of break the fourth wall on his own and just be like, "Hey, mom, you're going kind of crazy," 
And I don't understand why, but it's making my head hurt because I don't understand how my powers work yet. But I want to get out of here or you to fix yourself. One of the two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Moving on with the plot. Wanda sees various parts of her house constantly changing and is unable to control them. Vision wakes up to find the sword agents inside the boundary and are now members of a circus. He releases Darcy from the spell and she tells Vision about his death and the events that led to the current situation. Again, I don't get why Ruben doesn't like Darcy so much. I just, I, I don't find her as a, a character that is necessary, you know? Like, this could have been literally anybody that told him about, like, I don't know. I just have, it's a personal vendetta, okay? So, I have okay. a question. Who is a better scientist that doesn't have superpowers in this world? Shuri? Because remember, you want to say Natalie Portman, but sh- at some point she's like becoming Thor, and they don't want to like do that, do anything with her until then. Because like for me, it's like I guess you could bring in the Skarsgård guy from Thor, but yeah. I don't find mm-hmm. him nearly as interesting as her. And she has like this really interesting vibe now, where like it's still the Darcy, the like sassy girl from Thor one and two, but now she has a doctorate, so now she's like super smart and she doesn't like sugarcoat anything or take shit from anyone so like it's all that like sassy attitude of like I don't really know what's going on but I don't give a shit but like she does know what's going on and she's gonna tell you and I've been really enjoying like that vibe from her in this show compared to in the Thor movies so uh, I really like how and, and she also has she brings in like that fangirl attitude which also feels nifty for helping us know like what the general public knows about the Avengers because we forget but like how much does a regular person in this world know about the Avengers because like Mm -hmm. so much is like kept under wraps by like shield or government and stuff so I do like that as a window as to like what is public knowledge what is not um Poor Vision was reminded for a third time, by the way, that he's dead. Like, every episode, hey, man, you died, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I think at this point, she should have figured that he knows by now. But (laughs) it feels weird. I think, well, no, because I was going to say she should have seen that episode where he's talking to Agatha and her saying, like, you're dead. But no, she didn't. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I feel like this would have been a perfect opportunity to figure out, like, a new character and bring them in as the fanboy, you know? Like, the Coulson. The new Coulson of the MCU. That's just me. I just want more Jimmy Woo. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for that Jimmy Woo show, you know? It's got to happen at this point. It's got to happen. The fans want it. Outside of Westview, Monica and Jimmy meet with loyal sword personnel and obtain a vehicle that should be able to cross the barrier. When this is unsuccessful, Monica decides to enter herself. She passes through the static wall and emerges with seemingly heightened vision and some uh, some freaky powers. I had a real big problem with this whole introduction to this vehicle. Like, one, I know, like, the whole internet is upset that oh, shit, that guy that you had, uh, uh, that you were getting, like, special help from wasn't Reed Richards. It was just some random Joe Schmo. I don't really care <laughs> about that, but, like, 
the whole point of you bringing in this cart was so that you could pass through without having any interference. And it just... No, go ahead, Christian. No, it was almost like a big click cliffhanger. Like something's epic gonna happen with that the next episode, yeah. and it's like look, it's per- like nothing. It's like a minute or two. Exactly. It was kind of like a false. I wouldn't really want to say cliffhanger, but like a false something. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can't figure out the word for it. I just like foreshadow. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like well, I thought there was a lot there. of setup for something that goes absolutely nowhere. Like it's like oh, we got a guy. We got a guy with a fancy truck. We're going to drive this truck. Oh, it didn't work. I guess I just got to go through myself. And it's like, okay, that was like a whole bunch of stuff for like the problem being I can't go through the, the hex. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, you don't want to see so much effort put into a plan that fails. Like when you have only 38 minutes to work with and uh, I, in like eight episodes total. If I recall, she was like all four going into the hex by herself. Yeah. yeah, and then she did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of weird, right? Yeah, just, just to make Jimmy Woo happy to be like, "Well, I tried, so like we got no other option now." I guess. Right. By the way, like, did anyone else think that Monica's clothes like, were almost reminiscent of like uh, an X Men first class suit or something? Yeah, it looked like that to me. I, I figured it's just like sword. Like that's oh right. yeah no yeah. yeah it is I think yeah. yeah. Like the I have very poor memory of most of the X Men movies, unfortunately. They weren't that good. That's okay. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> that like, I remember Logan and the Deadpool's, and that's kind of it. That's and also scene, what I remember. Where like does a bunch of fast stuff, but that's it. Yeah. And uh, are her powers like some kind of like what are her powers? Do we do we know? Uh, I can look it up. Her. Uh... She has such an interesting history in the comics, but uh, she has, like, energy-based powers. So she absorbs it, she generates it, she manipulates it, and she has, like, an energy form. So mm-hmm. she can, in the comics, at least travel around throughout her space as an energy being and not to have to worry about breathing or anything like that. Uh, so it's that was kind of, I guess, their way to visualize that Wanda or Wanda and someone um, are changing reality in this area, and so you can, she can kind of see that energy and kind of what's happening there, so she can kind of tell, I guess, what's real and what's fake. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's hard to visualize in that short amount of time for a, for a viewer who doesn't know uh, what she's all about. Hypercosmic awareness is what it's called. Oh. And, and I figured that's, like, set up for Captain Marvel, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I, I believe her superhero name is Photon. That's why they made a big deal in that one episode about, like, how she... She's got photons going on in her DNA. That's real weird. Yeah. Um, I don't like how the MCU tries to give superhero origin stories in other stories. Like, I feel like every time they kind of do that, it leads to, like, just a lot of, like, shenanigans and poor writing. Like, that's kind of why, for me personally, Hawkeye and Black Widow are, like, my least favorite Avengers. Because they just uh. pop up. And like Iron Man three and Thor, they do one thing, you know nothing about them, and then they show up in the Avengers, and you're supposed to be like, "I'm back, we got him, we we got the whole gang's here," and it's like, and they it just it's a very poor way to get people excited about. I'm assuming an eventual photon like solo movie or whatever. I don't know if that's what they're going for, but 
Did you name? Well, I think those we might even two? see her next. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna make a funny joke. Did you name those no, two because they don't have powers? No, I named them because that's the reason why they did it, because they can't make a Black Widow movie. So what they said was, we'll just have her show up in Iron Man 3 and be like, hello, I'm doing a lot of flips and shooting guns. And Iron Man goes, she's really hot. I'm glad she's in this movie. And then she's like, am I? And then she leaves. And then you don't see her for like a good chunk of the movie. And Thor, or Hawkeye is even worse, because he just shows up and he's like, should I shoot him with this arrow? They're like, no, don't shoot him with that arrow. He's too cool. He's like, I'm not going to shoot him with this arrow. I'm going to show up in the Avengers and be hypnotized for half of the movie, see him in four years. A waste John came ready with the heat, man. <laughs> like, my problem with Hawkeye is just, like, how they wrote him. Not so much anything wrong with him as mm. a character. But him as a character is bad because they just, like, nobody... They assumed that nobody would care about Hawkeye, so they didn't try to make anyone care about Hawkeye. And also, um, never forget... His wife puts mayo on hot dogs. It's really weird. <laughs> Listen, yeah. we're not going to slam Linda Cardellini on this show. Listen, I love no, Linda I, Cardellini I as much that. as the next I guy. Linda Cardellini. But, I like, like, I like his family more than Hawkeye. Like, I love the farm, and Hawkeye has nothing to do with it other than it's his farm. Yeah. I, I do want to note real quick that it seems like we're going to get like a team up next episode. Like, I know it ends with uh, Agatha, like, doing something to, to Wanda and I'm thinking this is just at least my theory that we're going to get just like some kind of cool maybe fight scene with Pietro and uh, Photon fighting Wanda. Those are my thoughts. I don't know how you guys feel. Okay. Right, yeah, I could see that. I could uh, uh, I guess when we get to like the, the end credit scene we'll discuss a little more about Pietro but yeah. I could definitely see that happening. Let's see what else was in the plot. When Monica confronts Wanda, Agnes tells Monica to leave and takes Wanda to her house. Wanda looks for the boys in the basement and discovers a strange lair. We find out also that the boys weren't real, as we talked about last episode. Oh, really? I That completely passed me, because I did not see that at all. I just they're, like... the, they're the rabbit and the locust. Oh, yeah, that's what that was about. I just was mm-hmm. like, oh, they're back. But, but they meant something. I I didn't, I didn't like, put two and two together with my brain. Somehow. Yeah, neither did I. Fuck, that's that, kind of... That's upset. Billy and Tommy, man. That's insane. That's sad. Just wait till episode eight when Wanda finds out that her kids are, like, not real. And she freaks out. Yeah, it's not going to end well for Agatha. And then, lastly, Agnes introduces herself as Ag- Agatha Harkness? Yes. Harkness, yeah. And reveals that she is also a witch. It was Agatha all along. Um, it was Agatha who sent Wanda, a, a Pietro imposter, and also killed Sparky. R.I.P. Sparky. Um, we have here Grizzly Expressions in the chat, and she's asking a very good question. Uh, oh, wait, that, that's a... That's Holland. Is, that, is it Holland? Who'd you say, Jeff? <laughs> I heard Grizz, and I was like, that's Jeff. Oh, <laughs> Um, no, she goes, how are the rabbit, how are they the rabbit and the locust? The rabbit was in their lap. Yes, but she's also a witch. That doesn't explain anything. I, I have I to mean, go back, but like, okay. it, it, like, it was like the, the single take of them focusing on that as she's asking about her kids. Yeah. It kind of like implies that those are the kids. 
most okay. of those shots. It's not 100% confirmed, so I'm with you, Holland. Okay. Right. Anthony, There's I'm also a likelihood because whenever magic is involved in shenanigans, people love to shapeshift people into animals, so it could be that her kids are real and she's turned them into animals to like not have to deal with them for a little bit. It's Ooh, that happens sometimes in the media as well. Interesting. Anthony, I cut you off earlier. Oh, no, it's fine. It was just uh, in the world where you could change an entire, uh, we'll call it neighborhood, uh, generationally, day by day. I don't see changing a couple kids for a couple seconds to be a big leap. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's true. This is true. Okay. Let's see. If, did we miss anything? Oh, the ad. What, what do we think about the ad? Like the, uh, the like advert for like prescribed mm. medicine oh, was so funny. Yeah. I was like, wait, did, what the fuck just happened? Did I go back to so, TV? <laughs> so this ad had very strong community Dan Harmon vibes. Mm. I'm not sure if you guys watched the community season finale, but it basically it ends. I think they play the credits, so it's like a post-credit scene. But then there's a scene where a family is playing like a community board game, and it's like all the funny jokes from the whole show. And then the kid is like, wait a second, what's going on? And then the dad is like, we're not real. This is all an imaginary thing. And then you hear Dan Harmon, like, read up side effects may include some generic side effects. And it goes into, like, problems that the show had running and why it got canceled and how we lost mm. the audience very much. He apologizes to, like, the mistakes he made and stuff. And it carried, like, a lot of those vibes of, like, Wanda, like, processing even more uh, overtly, like, her trauma throughout the MCU as a whole. Uh, I like the commercials as a as a, as a as a story device as well because, like, the least favorite part of watching TV are the commercials. And so, like, even in the picturesque, perfect 40s and 50s areas, the the big commercial is like the the whole sneaking through, like breaking through your consciousness. And I thought that was very cool. Yeah, even the ad itself talks about anchoring you back to reality. Um, of course, yeah. we like get like that reveal. Um, it could be a reality of your choice, I wrote down, but I don't remember the exact quote. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I know that uh, like in the comics, when there's like a nexus, it's like a way to access like the multiverse and get into all of that. So there's that. And then Wanda is one of those characters where it's like you exist in all of the multiverse as just you. There's only one you. And she's like, sometimes she's one of those characters where she's like a constant throughout. So where the world may not center around her, but she is always kind of one of those things. So it's one of those nice little where they could pull in some Marvel lore, twist it a little bit and throw it back at the audience and just have some fun with them. And still kind of hint towards the multiverse of madness, which we already know is yes. kind of happening. Oh, I can't wait. I, I still think episode eight is going to focus on not Wanda and, and Vision. I think it's going to focus on like an outside character interacting with that uh, like a pre-established mcu character and I, I still hope it's dr strange that that's my hope for the for the series finale well I, I if i recall correctly i believe paul bettany said that there's still one cameo character that we haven't seen yet so it could be dr strange good old could be stan lee oh oh i mean yeah cgi face yeah well oh, supposedly no. supposedly he pre-recorded a bunch of stuff before that's true, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, good. All right, good. good. Yeah. I got real depressed right now. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, also, like, we got some more Ultron stuff in there. I don't, I don't remember quite what it was. It was with um, bringing, bringing back Vision through the, the Cataract Project, right? Because yep. uh, yep. the S.W.O.R.D. agent is trying to bring back Ultron. Any theories there? Do we, do we think we see Ultron come back at some point in the MCU? I don't think he he is willingly knowing that he's bringing back Ultron. I think he's just trying to weaponize Vision as uh, some sort of uh, a sword, a sword weapon, obviously. Uh, <laughs> kind of like how the X-Men have, I forgot what they're called because I don't pay attention to X-Men, but those, wep- uh, those machines that... The are, Sentinels? And all? Yeah, the Sentinels. Mm-hmm. I think he's just going for that. I don't know why. Um, sure. But we'll see. I mean, in I don't remember which episode, but when they were all in, I guess, looking at the map and Jimmy Woo was getting on to him, like, come on, Wanda, yeah, she did some bad things, but and then he kind of retorted with him trying to paint her as a villain, kind of having this kind of X-Men type... Yeah. We don't like powered people. So it could be kind of an interesting way to kind of integrate that sort of light of thought through his character and bring in that sort of technology in this kind of more uh, not-so-ham-fisted way where X-Men stuff now. <laughs> yeah. So, Plus, I think we have to remember, uh, if we remember the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, we see uh, Fury as... I, I, I'm assuming we see Fury as the head of Sword now. Yeah, that's what I so that I'm thinking something has to happen to this guy. I don't remember that. That was at the end yeah. He's in the Fury he's in the shorts. Fury. Yeah, who's yeah. got my shoes? <laughs> yeah, you don't remember that? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. No, I haven't oh, seen yeah. Far From Home since theaters. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah. In the end, he's uh, oh, just right. sitting yeah. in uh, sitting in a lawn chair, like a beach chair. He's on. He, he's on a space oh. station. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. Station yeah. with the Kree, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, thanks for t- filling in for me, blah blah blah. And so I totally yeah, forgot about that. I forgot, I forgot the order of events, so I was like, which one was like real? Uh, Far from home is a couple months. Oh, like, yeah. mm-hmm. So far from home has yet to happen in the MCU as of right now. So. Oh, interesting. Interesting. We'll see. Maybe Uh, something happens to this guy and Wanda just snaps him out of existence. We'll never know. Blipped. Thank you very much. Then of course we have the end credit scene where Pietro, uh, links up with Monica Rambo, outside the basement. I think teasing what might be some kind of encounter next episode. What do we think we see on episode eight? Honestly, I think it's probably a showdown between those two first. Yeah. And then somehow she gets him back. I see. Here's the thing. Oh I God. think. Go ahead. Oh, I, Christian. John, go, go for it. And, okay. you, you, you popped up first. I'm saying okay. Okay. I almost forgot. So I was on TikTok like I usually am just chilling. And a, a WandaVision video popped up and it was tying Dr. Strange to WandaVision. And they're looking, and it's we're watching the scene of Doctor Strange when they're in the library and looking through all these ancient texts. And there's a book missing, and then it cuts to Wandavision, and it's we're in the basement, and it's showing Agatha stuff. And one of the ancient texts that was missing from Doctor Strange is supposedly the book that Agatha has. And it's like, oh my god, 
Now oh, we're getting shit. some actual ties to Doctor Strange. Is this yeah. actually going to happen? It might be. You might be onto something. You might be Doctor Strange popping up at the end, like saying, "Yeah, I've been looking all over for this." Something like, "Hey, that's my book." Yeah. Hey, got, exactly like link. that. Easily hey, that's the... my book. I've come to take it out. Uh, take it back. Um, John, go ahead. Or you? So I'm. I'm not sure how this makes sense. Like, as much structurally, I'm just coming at this from the. Uh, perspective of like now we've done like basically caught up to like modern day sitcoms but another sitcom trope is the oh shit we don't have enough like time to make an entire episode let's just use random clips for random episodes now I don't think they're going to do it from WandaVision but I can imagine them maybe not in this episode maybe in another episode but them like showing like Wanda's entire journey through the MCU in like sitcom form hmm. I think that would be an interesting vibe to do maybe not like an entire episode but like in between like like going back and forth between like the fight scenes and then like Wanda dealing with Agatha or something right. um, to sort of process that like traumatic structure um, I also think I've heard stuff about how in the original like House of M that is sort of this is loosely based on this, like, a Mephisto character um, that's, like, a devil person and, like, Agatha serves in. I can see them start to make that a little more explicit as well. Um, and maybe, like, he might be the big... Like, it's a really obvious thing, but maybe he might be the big bad of, like, uh, multiverse of madness or something in that line. Okay. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, I don't know about you guys, but for some reason, I always thought that Thanos was like... My hope was at the end of Endgame, we just saw Thanos, and he's like, I'm sorry, I failed you, Master. And the guy in front of him is just fucking Galactus. Oh, which, my God. Which would have been such a great thing. So I think it's might happen like this per se uh it's agatha saying like she's probably dr strange has her in like some magic handcuffs and she just says i'm sorry i failed you master and you just see like mephisto's back and he's like mm. says some catchy line but i don't i, I don't know it could be okay that i could kind of jive with I, i'm yeah. kind of liking that yeah yeah it, it could be cool it could be cool i don't know um, Every now and then you get a home run, Ruben. Every I mean, now and then. I mean, I was on a home run for a lot of stuff, so it's pretty too. Pretty too. Well, well you know, okay. Pretty too. Pretty okay. too. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, I do want to get back to what I was talking about before. Uh, I'm sorry I'm taking up the whole, you know, talking of the show. Um, I do think that we are keeping Pietro in this MCU. It will No, be. I hope not. Evan Peters, I think Evan Peters is going to stick in... I could be wrong, but I, it's like a gut feeling that says he's staying. Am I wrong? Evan Peters just doesn't feel right in, in the MCU. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I, feel I like mean, I don't think we've experienced a true Evan Peters uh, Pietro Maximoff. We've only experienced Agatha turning him into a sitcom trope. It's like mm-hmm. everything in, in that episode he was in was all like, explaining like what's going on and like making fun of Wanda and it didn't feel like genuine it felt very much like hey I'm playing the like funny uncle but you don't want to be around um I 
think you don't make a money move like snatching Fox's ex uh, Quicksilver and then just go, that was a good time, see you later, hope you have a good acting career. Like I think when you pull a play like that you wanna you wanna stick the landing. I don't think he's gonna be like a solo character, but I don't I don't think it's just not gonna be seen in the MCU for for a while after this. Yeah. How about you, Anthony? Is he staying? Is he leaving? It's uh, it's interesting because a lot of the the dialogue they had when they had the the Halloween episode, there were like moments where he could kind of reaffirm like "I'm your brother," or "I'm family," those sorts of things, and they purposefully omitted those lines, in kind of like a way where now that we know Agatha was kind of messing with him, uh, it may not be like uh, where Wanda got kind of mind whammies. Maybe he's been kind of mind whammied, and so it's. It's him having to be something he doesn't want to be. Uh, but then after that, if we go and try and keep him here, that kind of it raises a lot of questions in terms of just like, you don't have a birth certificate or like any of this <laughs> stuff that just normal people have to deal with. And so it's like, okay, yes, you're from the multiverse, but like, can you vote? Like, do you get a job? Like All those sorts of stupid little things where it's just like, as a writer, you can be like, he's an Avenger, go do things. Um, but if they're going to go into the multiverse, um, it would be an interesting thing to have someone like him around to kind of commentate on terms of like, yo, your world, way different from mine. Like, people hated us <laughs> mm. and all of our powers and all of that. And it's really cool to see you guys have like this fan club and all this stuff going on. Um, and then we get like, uh, oh, I don't remember it anymore. But they're introducing other characters through the multiverse of madness that tie into it. So it wouldn't be super ridiculous for him to stay around when they're bringing in some other characters from the multiverse to stay around in addition to what potentially could be a new Quicksilver. You see, I, I don't think it's it's uh, Peter Maximoff from the X-Men movies. I think he's just coming back as Pietro from the MCU. What was the character from uh, Age of Ultron? I think he sticks around uh, we kind of need some comedy relief in the MCU now that Robert Downey Jr. is gone. R.I.P. Um, I just... <sighs> you made it sound like Robert Downey Jr. died, not Tony Stark. Well, you know, <laughs> he died in our hearts. He died in our hearts. So, I have another perspective. First of all, I just want to throw something out. We're talking about a universe where, like, half of the population got flipped out of existence and five years got flipped back. So... At some point, they had to figure out, okay, you were dead. We got to, like, undead you. Like, you are here now. You are standing right in front of me. Same fingerprints. This is weird. Um, But I also think Pietro Maximoff is very important for the aspect of Disney likes money. Deadpool 2 made a lot of money. Uh, What's that guy's name? His name? Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. And they said they're making a third Deadpool. I don't see why. Like, it wouldn't be a major part of the MCU, but I don't see why you'd make a third Deadpool and be like, it exists in its own bubble. Please ignore it from everything else. I feel like this is a great way to get to help start getting people used to the idea that these characters can pass over now that, like, they've been swallowed up into the Disney hole. Um, and I feel like. Deadpool is like the most obvious one to like do that with because you can also get a lot away with a lot of stuff just by the value of Deadpool, like not 
being a self-aware character. Yeah. I gotta say, it's so exciting, just, like, the possibilities of, like, once Evan Peters is there, it's like, oh my god, like, everything I knew about, like, these two universes, like, out the window. Like, I, I have no idea how, how we're gonna, like, finish this out, you know? Who knows? Uh, Although... Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. I, I don't think episode 8 and 9 are gonna be any kind of TV, like, spoofs, whatever. Yeah. I think yeah, it's gonna yeah. go back to just normal. Although... If the, if they wanted to, they could do a 2020 thing and just have like Twitch streaming as <laughs> as episode eight. I don't think it would work. I, I don't know if I'd even like it. But I don't think just, it would work either. In here. But it would be clever to see how they like they could possibly pull that off. Vision as a VTuber, just think about it. Just as a VTuber, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, I apologize. I'm no, sorry. No, it's okay. That's okay. What were we just talking about? Before that? YouTubers? Yeah, before <laughs> that. The idea of like X-Men? the next episode not being a uh, a comedy spoof, but just being like straight plot. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I think the boys are still like boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Wanda's going to have to choose between, listen, a soul for a soul. And I also want my brother back. So could we like just swap out the kids for those two? That'd be great. Thanks. I didn't think about that. We'll see. Again, this is just me spitballing. Marvel has yet to get back to me from, from my uh, Spider-Man yeah. 3 mm-hmm. stuff. So we'll see. I also want to note one last thing here. Um, the hex itself, when uh, Rambo was trying to get in, uh, the shape of it, of course, the, like if you cut it in half, the, the bottom half is underground, the top half above ground, it looks like a house, House of M. Ooh. Um, <laughs> that was all I had to say about that. Okay. Uh, that, that's pretty neat. That is pretty neat. I, I like that they're doing like these subtle nods to it, mm-hmm. which should give us some information on what is going to happen. But, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts here, gang? Anthony, let's start with you. Uh, for me, it was really interesting to see how the event of WandaVision as a TV show affected other kind of markets and stuff. Because since this TV show has been out, um, Marvel has had to be like, oh my god, people are buying the Vision comic where he has a family. They're buying House Ooh. of M. And they're buying that WandaVision uh book we did back in the 80s that kind of was like a prototype this uh and so it's funny to see how this one tv show uh kind of forced markets to be like we have to reprint these books now because people are buying too much of them so we have to go back and reprint them and then it's also funny to see how with the pandemic and movie theaters being in the situation they are where streaming has kind of taken off and so people have to be like we used to report on the numbers for movies but mm-hmm. movies don't exist right now. So we have to try and rejigger our uh, ratings for streaming. And so people like Nielsen are trying to slowly change themselves, these very old organizations who are like, TV is forever, movies are forever, whatever. And so they're slowly having to try and change how they report things. And so Nielsen is like, we can report on things, but it's going to be delayed. So like the most recent report is for Division Episode 3. And from there, we can kind of see that general audiences didn't really find the... A sitcom angle as enticing 
because it fell down the rankings once they did their first two initial ones and people got their first taste. But then we know from the other uh, agencies who are a bit quicker on it, like Parrot, they were like, WandaVision is like the most watched show going on right now. Yeah. And then we all saw WandaVision kind of crash uh, Disney Plus when they did, I think it was episode seven. And yeah. so it's funny to see all these kind oh. of industries be like, we have to react to the only thing that's happening in our industry, but we're not prepared to do this right now. <laughs> and so kind of going forward with like something like HBO Max, where they're like, it's so new, we can't report on that. So we just have to ask them, do you want to tell us anything? And they're like, Wonder Woman did really good. Goodbye. <laughs> that's all we got to say. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ruben, if if you weren't awake when WandaVision episode seven, uh, like I was not. Released, I watched it on Friday night. Yeah, uh, a lot of trouble with Disney Plus. A lot of errors. I tell you what, HBO Max, March eighteenth. I'll mm-hmm. be there. Twelve o'clock. Midnight. Stop for four hours. For four is that hours. Like, is that when Godzilla comes? Oh, four hours. It's it's the Snyder cut. It's the Snyder cut, oh. baby. Oh, we live in a society. That's John. <laughs> Final thoughts on the episode. Um, I'm I'm loving WandaVision every week. I look forward to it. My favorite thing is coming home from work Friday afternoon and being like, it's WandaVision time. Um, uh, <clears throat> Agatha, it was Agatha all along. I think that, that was a really fun moment. I, I both laughed and was like horrified at, at, at it because like it's such a plot twist, but then it's also such a funny way to like dig into it and then mm-hmm. we, we, one of my favorite jokes in this show is like you're, the song ends but like right before the last note plays she goes oh and by the way I killed the dog too like as if she's not evil enough and I'm just like that's great like just like dig it in even further I'm very excited to see what happens next episode how this thing concludes and I'm really excited to see more Doctor Strange uh, the first one was such a weird a unique take on the MCU, and I'm, I expect after these next two episodes, people will be even more excited for like, let's go full in on the like magical shenanigans of the MCU. Oh yeah, I'm gl- I'm so glad the MCU is back after after that year long break. I was making a joke that like by the time we get like our first actual MCU movie, we'll be caught up, like. We won't have to adjust for the blip time. It'll be like it's 2025. <laughs> God damn it, John. Oh, yeah. We just see, see Spider Man in a mask with the mask on. I, I oh, made a I joke that, like, maybe they'll do the like superhero registration act at some point, and they're going to call super, people who don't want superheroes anti maskers. Oh, I like that. Doing that in like four years, we were just like, oh yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna say that they, in order to be a superhero, they need to be vaccinated. But that, that's way better. Oh, it's a, it's I also thought smarter. that's what you were going with. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still in like modern MCU. I'm not imagining it like mutants universe yet. Okay. Ruben, final thoughts. I think. Uh, first and foremost, I have to say that Catherine Hahn deserves uh, Christian. What's the highest award you can give an actor? An Emmy, right? Yeah, and for the TV Oscar, Emmy, Oscar, eh, Emmy. I think you. Eh, I think we could give her Oscar status because of this. Wow! Know? Like she just played. I keep reminding myself of that. Uh, I think it was last episode or the episode before that. Yes, the uh, Pietro reveal where she's like. 
do you want me to run that line again? Or like, mm-hmm. oh, God, it's just, she's so great in the show. And I hope we see more of her in the future of the MCU. Like, I hope she's n- going to be like the next Loki where she just pops up out of nowhere. And like, oh my God. Like, top tier villain, but like one that like every time you forget about them, they yeah. pop up again and you're like, ah, she's back. Yeah. She's a villain. I'm glad she's back. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, the great and almighty Kevin Feige uh, is listening to this, and I, I hope he takes my suggestion. Hi, Kevin. And also, what the hell's going on? Get back to me about Spider-Man <laughs> 3, you know? Um, Put Agatha in, in the Loki show. Yeah, it would be great if she just, like... Oh my God! What I don't think she, I don't think it'll work. Listen, <laughs> time it, travel and then magic—that just makes could so work, work, guys. It could Not work. Not like a major villain, but as like a cameo or like a side thing, or just like yeah. a single. Wow! You just let him loose. You just let him loose. Just one interaction between. I the was two. sent here by my master. I needed to let you go. And uh, and credit scene. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Kevin Feige, you have my number. Um, yeah. Uh, <sighs> As many things as I pointed out about this episode about me not liking, I I still think it was a good episode, and I'm very happy we got it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I I gotta agree. I think for me it was maybe the weakest episode for yeah. me. Yeah. 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 Um. Sadly, I ended it with ended it with like I'm not super excited uh, with what's going on, but I mean there's only two more episodes now, so it's like it's climax time. We're gonna we're ramping up. Um. That excites me for sure um god what four more days five more days till the next episode i can't wait four more days yeah i'm so excited oh man thank you gentlemen for joining us today let's get into some plugs that you would like to share with the viewers anthony uh for me just uh check out my youtube channel digital encounter um it's a bit barren right now as I've been transitioning from uh, not working to working. It's uh, reconfiguring my schedule, uh, but I'm excited to go through and do that. I've uh, been writing my PS5 review games, and so I'm starting to start shooting those uh, this weekend now that I have uh, put together a lot of footage because I was like, do I need to buy something for the PS5? Because it does 4K and all this junk. Does that affect my capture devices and like, all this mm, stuff? What capture and device so I, do you have? Like, hmm? What capture device do you have? Uh, Elgato HD60. Uh, you might need to. You might need exactly. To. That's yeah. that's the thing, though. That's the yeah. thing. <laughs> that's what sucks about new stuff. Yeah. Alrighty, John. How about yourself? Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at at noisy shark at n o i z y shark. Uh, I'm playing a lot of stuff and hopefully, hopefully, turning that into stuff soon. Um, I finished. Super Mario 3D World over the weekend and I was really excited. Uh, and then I remembered, there's another whole ass game on that cartridge. I gotta play through uh-huh. the theory, so I'm, I'm getting through that and then I'll be writing a review of that. Persona uh, 5 Strikers comes out tonight. I'm going to be playing through that at some point and I want to make a video review of that because like, Persona is one of my favorite franchises. Uh, and then I've also been playing the Guilty Gear Strive online beta. It was this weekend. They kind of, I think the entirety of like Friday afternoon and no Friday into Saturday morning, it was like completely shut down. So 
they have they've extended it until tomorrow morning at six a.m. Hmm. Um, Pacific time, I think. So I I'm gonna keep playing through that, and then I'll probably write up some impressions of Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, online netcode is the best I've ever had in a fighting game. It I, I matches against people in Japan, and it felt like I was sitting right next to them, and they were like. You stupid idiot! You don't know, not know how to play fighting games. I'm gonna beat your ass right now. Uh, it was it's really fun, really cool. Worst experience I ever had was playing Mario Kart with like almost entirely a Japanese um, like players, and it was I, I I got last. They're way too good. Exciting I, I, stuff. Go ahead. I hate worldwide Splatoon Splatfest because then the Japanese players come in and they just wreck you. Like they have the next stats. And they'll come in, pew, 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 and then they'll flop around, which is like the Splatoon version of like uh, teabagging. And they'll do it every time. And they're not only good, you know, they want you to feel insulted. And also, six year olds are playing this game. Don't forget that. Uh, I might be getting beat by six year olds. Who knows? Yeah, you don't know. Ruben, I'm saving you for last. Exciting stuff from both of you. You can follow me at ISOChristian to keep up with all my absurd and wacky streams, as well as all my movie podcast shenanigans over at Large Popcorn. Ruben, close us out. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be a pretty hectic week for us, as it usually is. Um, this week, obviously, this episode of WandaVision, uh, episode 7 review. Uh, tomorrow is going to be Attack on Titan again, as usual. Uh, Wednesday... Who knows, you know, Pokemon, are you doing a direct or what the fuck is going on? You know, if there is a direct, we will be uh, hopefully, you know, reacting to it or discussing it. Uh, I will be putting up a uh, written opinion piece on the website, thepenultimateconquest.com, about uh, Pokemon and, yeah, my disappointment with Pokemon. Um, Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Get you guys. that Happy Meal. Uh, listen, I've been collecting. Okay. <laughs> I've been getting those Happy Meals. Um, I think uh, I will be streaming later this week uh, Super Mario 3D World and also probably some Call of Duty. I need to get back into the war zone. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Let me know if you want to play. Oh, yeah. I, I think we have a group already in the, in the wow. group chat. Forget so. you then. Whatever. No, I'm saying with you included. <laughs> Oh yeah, you, me, and Richie probably. We'll see. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, all right. Have a good night, guys. We love you. Mm-hmm.